I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Meet the mark! Brilliant strike. There's the hat trick. Eventually worked it to Little, to Miedemar, back to Little. Could open up for the Scottish international. And it does, into the bottom corner. And Cable look towards the middle, in towards Miedemar, gets a second bite of it. There it is, the opening goal for Arsenal, scored by Miedemar. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast with me, Dan Roebuck. On today's show, we'll be hearing from some important figures at Arsenal women, both past and present. Joe Montemoro sits down with Adrian Clark for an in-depth chat about his time as manager. Dutch forward Vivian Maidemar tells us about her footballing journey. But let's kick off by hearing from general manager Claire Wheatley. To be honest, I think Arsenal have led the way in terms of their support for the women's programme from 1987 through to now and obviously long may it last. And I'm sure with the backing we have, it will uh, just continue to grow and grow. Yeah, I think the recognition that the club gives the women's programme and the women players, um, really from the youth players right the way through to the senior first team, is phenomenal. Um, and I don't quite think the ladies that have been inducted yet realise the full size of the programme. So it's really exciting. I wouldn't count myself in there, but there are a few other legends in the room that I'm very excited to get the recognition that they deserve. And, you know, just to thank Arsenal Football Club for all the support they've shown the club over the years. For Arsenal women, I'd say certainly with the current first team to get back in the Champions League, we've got the programme to do that, we've got the manager to do that, we've got the players to do that. It's just combining all those ingredients to bring together the success that we know the girls deserve. Joe Montemuro will celebrate a year in charge of Arsenal women in November. He sat down with Adrian Clark to talk about the start of the WSL season and his coaching philosophy. Joe, great to see you. Your girls are off to an absolute flyer. How happy are you with the quality of your squad this season? Yeah, the quality's great. Um, uh, great characters, great bunch, and you know we've worked hard over the preseason, and uh, I'm glad that we're starting to showcase the work that we've done. And you know, I'm, I'm I'm happy for the girls, and I'm happy for the team. Yeah, fantastic win on the opening day at this time of the year. Of course, always lots of new signings. Can you tell us about the new arrivals? 
Yeah, look, it hasn't been a huge amount of uh, turnover, but the great thing is that we've brought in the players that we actually needed, and so we did a lot of the work last year in regards to finding out exactly the areas that we were we needed to improve in. And look, we've got uh, Victoria Schneiderbeck from Bayern Munich, who unfortunately got injured in pre-season, but she'll be back soon, who's a centre-back. Leah Walty, who's a, who's a holding midfielder, she's in the Swiss national team from Turbine Potsdam. We've got uh, Pauline Magnin from uh, from Lyon, uh, goalkeeper. And Tabea Keme, all you know, internationals. Uh, and, and great additions to the squad. Great to hear. Uh, Vivian Miedema, off to an absolute fly. Hat-trick on the opening day, a couple of assists as well. Expecting yep. big things from her this year? Absolutely. Um, you know, she had a tough season last year because obviously she came out of the Euros, uh, went straight into pre-season, so she really hasn't had a rest. Uh, she was fatigued. She's been able to rest up, been able to do a proper pre-season, and uh, we're expecting big things from a, from a special player, and we're honoured to have her at Arsenal. She's an amazing, amazing athlete. She had a special performance on the opening Absolutely. day, that is for sure. Um, tell us about your tactical philosophy. Are you under any kind of obligation to, to play the Arsenal way? I know that you like to play good football. Um, have you got a free reign to implement your own beliefs? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the badge is synonymous to playing a, a brand of football that's uh, this exciting, that's proactive, that's possession-based, obviously. Um, so there's no doubt that we're going to instil that. They're my beliefs. Um, I don't think I'd be here if, uh, if I was long ball, second ball, channel ball uh, sort of coach. Um, but they're my beliefs. And, and the beauty of it is, uh, I think, to create a good framework where, you know, they need to understand their roles and responsibilities when we don't have the ball. But when we've got the ball, you know, it is, it is quite fluid, it is quite free. And it is quite proactive, so um, I hope that's starting to show. Interesting. I, I did read a quote from you. It said, uh, formations are for journalists. Interesting quote. I liked it. Does that mean that you're the kind of coach that will just flip from one shape to another or not? The game's, the game's so dynamic. I mean, if you were to say that it stays as a 4-4-1-1 or a 3-5-2 all, all the way through the game, that's, you know, that, that's just a starting sort of scenario. You'll see our full-backs will be inside, up top. You'll see our, our number nines drop into, into the sixth position or the, or the holding midfielder position. You'll see our centre-backs drive to create overloads. It's about the moment. It's about creating the overload for the moment and creating the line of pass for the moment. And if that means a nine has to come in and pick up a ball short or a winger has to come inside or, or deep, that happens, but uh, as I said, the game's so fluid these days that you need to react to the moment. So it's it's hard to say that there is a shape when you defend. Yeah, there is a shape. There is a, a method to what we're trying to do in terms of def defensive structure. And do you tailor your strategies towards the opposition? Because I, I did hear that sometimes that you will look to do that and deliberately almost make the team a little bit lopsided if you think it will hurt an opposition side. We do do a lot of study on on patterns of what the opposition do do, and obviously we look at where where obviously they might have a deficiency where we can overload or where we can be proactive in that area. So, so yeah, it might be a situation where we don't play with you know two wingers. We might play with one inside winger or one number nine that's a little bit lower, a false nine. We've all heard these things before. Um, it's deliberately done maybe to drag certain players out so we can exploit space. Yeah, absolutely. You've been here nearly a year now. You led the team to the Continental Cup triumph. Lots of trophies on your CV with Melbourne City. Is that your target this year, is it? We have to win a trophy? We'll win a trophy. We'll win something this year. I believe in that because I believe in the work that we're doing. For me, it's important the way we win it, you know, playing our football, uh, representing the badge, representing uh, a brand of football that's synonymous with, with the club. And uh, I'm very excited of the direction we take. Oh, that sounds exciting. Um, and how does it feel, finally, for me uh, to be part of the Gunners family? Oh, look, I've been uh, a fan all my life. It's been well noted. So, um, you know, I just can't believe that I'm here. I drive in every morning and, and I just sort of go and I see that badge on the front of the, uh, the facade there and I'm thinking to myself, you know, is, it, it hasn't sunk in yet. It actually hasn't sunk in. 
But, um, you know, I mean, the people make this club and the soul of the club. It's got such a, a beautiful, um, you know, underbelly in regards to um, the people that represent it and what it means and what it stands for from a worldwide perspective. I mean, I come from the other side of the world, so what that badge means is to people around the world is exciting. So for me to be here and representing it is, uh, is magical. Brilliant. Thank you for stopping by, Joe. Really, really appreciate it. And good luck for the rest of the season. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. So then, exciting times lie ahead for the Arsenal women's team. If you fancy lending your support to the side, all the home games are played at Boreham Wood FC. Vivian Maydamar has gotten off to a flying start to the season, scoring back-to-back hat-tricks against Liverpool and Lewis before adding another against Yeovil. We got to know the Dutch international in our introducing series. I first started playing football because my dad always used to play football and he used to take me to his games, so I didn't really have a choice, so I just became a footballer. I would say one of the best moments I've had on the pitch is winning the Euros final last summer. Uh, it was just an amazing experience to win the Euros at home in Holland and yeah, to score two goals as well. It was an amazing feeling. If I would have to compare myself with anyone, it would probably be maybe Robin van Persie, just because I like the play he's playing. And yeah, I don't really love comparison myself to anyone, but I just like, I love him as a player and I just hope that I can like bring spells from his game in my game. What I want out of football is just a lot of fun, I think. Uh, I just love being on the pitch with the friends I have here in the team, even in the national team. It's just really enjoyable to be together on the pitch, to work on something and just to get better every single week. And of course, you want to win prizes on the end of it. I think as a striker, like the most embarrassing moment on the pitch is to miss in front of an open goal. And I just try to joke about it and just not to take myself too serious for that. I would say my hidden talent is probably drawing. When I'm alone or like when I have a lot of time, I just normally take a pen and just start drawing something. I would normally just draw like places I've been to or maybe like good moments on the football pitch, more of those things. Just not too complicated, no really art, just like drawing something. And my perfect day off is probably just go out for a coffee, uh, enjoy it with friends, but also take a lot of time to relax and just to get ready for the next couple of games. And, days coming up and yeah sometimes going into London here is really nice as well of course. When we go into London we normally just grab a coffee or like see some places. I've never been to London before in my life so like there's still loads of places I, I need to see and I can see and yeah, I just enjoy London as a city. I think it's very relaxing but busy at the same time it's just nice. I would say my guilty pleasure is eating M&Ms. I really love M&Ms and yeah. I'll probably eat a bag a week. <laughs> Peanut M&M's or crispy M&M's, they're quite good as well, but the chocolate ones are just a bit boring and plain. Playing for Arsenal is just a great honour, I think. It's a big club, uh, it's got a great history. Um, we're trying to build up a team now to just get back to those amazing days, to get back into the Champions League, get back to winning the titles. Uh, it's just a nice project, I think. Uh, we're doing really well this year. So far, we just started, but it feels good. and. With the new coach we've got coming in, the new girls coming in, I just think we can have a, re like a really good year this year. Faye White spent 17 years with Arsenal women, winning every major honour in the process. Here she is looking back on her monumental career. It was one of the biggest clubs, still is one of the biggest clubs, and that's certainly why I wanted to join Arsenal ladies. They were the ones that 
you know, Vic Acres has started from 87 and it just uh, made it so attractive to want to come and play for Arsenal. Um, they were winning, you know, trophies and championships before I was there and it was just a club that I wanted to be part of. I mean, it's a huge honour to become Arsenal captain and England captain. I certainly didn't set out to do that. I just wanted to be part of the team. They're playing with, you know, players like Marianne Spacey and Sean Williams. And, you know, when Vic said to me, yeah, you're going to make you captain, I was like, OK, I'm only young, you know, so... But it was a great honour. And like I say, for a club that's got such history in the women's game and was leading the way, really, for all other clubs to try and catch up to, it was great. And to play in so many cup finals and win so many leagues. I mean, we had a very good team, very strong players, you know, internationals. But, uh, I remember Vic, he only said it to me the other day about how proud he was to have all four captains, you know, of Scotland, Ireland, Wales and England at one time and certainly during that 2007 quadruple year. So, you know, we were up against Umiar and it wasn't really, you know, we weren't the, the team that everyone thought would do it in that year because we had had the kind of experience from previous years. We'd got to semis and quarterfinals before, but to get to the final um, and Alex got with the winner, it was, you know, holding on when we were playing back at Boreham Woods when we had that return leg. Uh, but, yeah, I think we knew we could win the treble that year, but that quadruple to get that Champions League or UEFA Cup, of, as it was called then, to get that in the bag. It, I remember the team photo the following season and pre-season. It was pretty special having all of those trophies in front of us, thinking, will this ever be done again? And I'm not sure if it will for an English team, just because the foreign teams, the likes of, you know, Leon and Wolfsburg, who in the final this year are just so strong and, you know, can pay so much more money to get the best players from all around the world. But, yeah, it's a special time and, you know, one that, again, glad to be part of. You know, we were very fortunate to have some of the best players and uh, the likes of Kelly and, you know, Kim Little, who's now here as well, back here again. But those kind of players are the, the ones that really change a game and, you know, set young girls wanting to become footballers. And hopefully I was part of that. I mean, it's gone on massively, hasn't it, over the last couple of seasons as the team's gone professional. Um, you know, you see the training facilities even more so now. I mean, I was used to playing at London Colney and training there. So it was, you know, I felt myself very lucky during my career. And as an England player, we were training full time anyway, but not with a ball with our teammates week in, week out. You know, the ones that you went out every Sunday with. So for the team to be able to do that now and to see the facilities grow and grow and the staff grow and the demands of the game grow, it's exciting to be part of. And it's, yeah, I think sometimes you look back and you think, oh, you know, could I have played, you know, now? Would I love to? Of course I would. But equally, I think the time that we played was very special. It was those years that not a lot of people were looking and wanting to support the game. But we kept on, we kept battling against, you know, those kind of things to give the platform to what it has now. So, you know, certainly one to be proud of. To have the everyone here and just to be honoured and it shows that, you know, it's special to be part of the club and to reach over, you know, get your caps under your belts and, and well, appearances, sorry, but... Yeah, it's special and uh, it should be nice to just see everyone and celebrate what is a, an amazing kind of history of the women's game, really. Not just Arsenal Football Club, but certainly the women's game. It was not an easy game. You're at Arsenal Football Club, it's going to be big pressure. Take the positives and, you know, look at the next game. I think we showed great determination. We played with a real purpose from the off. At the end of the day, we were able to get a result. Get behind each other and stick together. In the end, uh, it's, it's something that's going to give you points. The final word. The final word this week belongs to club legend Alex Scott, who retired from the game in the summer. 
I don't even know where to begin about describing how the women's games changed so much. I remember starting as an eight-year-old. I think the dream was only ever, it was a dream that you would go on to be a professional in this country. The kits used to be so baggy. They didn't even fit you because they were handed down. Vic Akers used to do so much for us and try and get what he could. I remember him giving me a pair of Mark Overmars' boots because I needed a pair of boots. But that's how it was. But we used to absolutely loved it. At Highbury, we used to train in the ball court, running around the pitch. But for us, that was just so special. But to now, I suppose you wouldn't even think of doing that because we have our own hub, the game's professional, you're in every day at the right time, what you eat, how you recover. Literally, you don't have to think about anything anymore. And so it should be that way as well. When I get asked the question about, do I wish I was coming into it now? And there's absolutely no question, I don't, because I'm so proud of seeing that progression from when I started and being part of that to make sure that the women's game has gone in this direction. And then it's making sure that we pass on those values and make sure the likes of a Jordan Nobbs and Leah Williamson are now not being comfortable, but they need to take on the role to keep pushing the women's game to make sure it keeps going in that direction. It's a great feeling when you see all the old faces. You know, so many of these players here tonight helped me get to where I am. You never get to where you want to go by yourself. To people picking me up because I couldn't get to the training ground or making sure I got home. Those friendships that you build. You know, it's those before me, the generation now. And then, like I said, you hope the next generation continue to do the same thing. And that's how far the game's progressed as well. To now that we're being honoured alongside the men that make their 100th appearances for the club. You know, it's about this one club ethos at Arsenal. And I feel like we've always set the standard over the years and we continue to do so. It's just those little things like that is just absolute class and that we continue to do that at Arsenal. Well, that's full time on today's pod. Thanks to all of our contributors. You can help us out by subscribing to the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you never miss an episode. And while you're there, why not leave us a review and five-star rating? On the next episode, we'll be talking record breakers. Until then, bye for now. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.